What's up, y'all? Mike R. back here on the Hashtag 59 podcast. Our Midwest adventure season continues today as we head to Kentucky, the RRG, Red River Gorgeous, also known as Red River Gorge, one of the best climbing spots in the entire country, one of the also best lesser-known national forest hiking spots. Come on the inside. We're going to talk pizza, rock climbing, van camping, hiking, and more. See you in there. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, friends. Uh, Mike R. here with Jill G. Hashtag 59 Podcast. Now, this season is Midwest Adventures. We are bringing you an episode today from Red River Gorge, Kentucky. Are, are we drifting out of region? Yeah. Isn't you that think? the south? I think technically. It felt like the south. Yeah. I mean, it still has some Midwest vibes, though. We were, ju- I mean, it's just across the border from Cincinnati, I and I would say Cincinnati's Midwest. I know. So I think so. We're going to squeeze Red River Gorge into our Midwest adventure season. I think if you live in the Midwest area, like the Ohio area, you would consider this a Midwest adventure. Yes. Right. Yes. We do. But I think people that may live elsewhere would say, "Well, no, Kentucky's." Yeah, you're not in the Midwest. What is Kentucky considered? I think technically the beginning of the South. That's what I would think. Anyway, we went, and we're going to talk about it. Yes. So Red River Gorge, for those of you who do not know, is one of the coolest and most world-renowned rock climbing places in the entire country. This is our second time going. We went a few years ago. And both times, and probably like the exact spot we're in, but both times we were just surrounded by rock climbers. Like those were the people that were staying there, that were frequenting the area. I mean, that's just the thing to do there. So if you you are into rock climbing and you have not made a trip and you can make a trip to Red River Gorge, put that on your list. I would guess if you're into rock climbing, you are aware of Red River. I would think so. Uh, to the point where now Camp Four is the world-renowned campsite uh, below El Capitan in Yosemite National Park, which is probably regarded Yosemite as like the best rock climbing in the United States. Uh, but Miguel's Pizza, which is a place that we ate at and we've camped at before, is known as the Camp Four of the East. And I would say behind Yosemite, Red River Gorge is the best rock climbing in the United States. Do they say that or do you say that? I say it. No, uh, Miguel says it on their website. They do? Yeah. I kind of felt like you created that, but no. No, 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 no. That's on the Miguel's Pizza website. So let's talk about uh, a couple of the outdoor adventures we did there. Where can do you we start, want to start? Can we start by talking about the van? Yes. So, so we did van camping for, well, it was the first time for me. Mike has gone van camping before, but I have never rented or stayed in a camper van. And you have been waiting for this. Yes, I have been waiting for it. I have kind of romanticized it a little bit. And, and it was great. It was. The first night, so we, so it's fall right now, late fall, late October. So the leaves are beautiful. We'll get into all of that. 
but the first night we were standing there getting ready to go to bed and the stars were out and all of a sudden you said there's no more stars and it was like within a five minute period this the clouds blew in we ended up getting in the van like to go to sleep and it started to pour like poured rain all night it was you know in the 40s low 40s so it was chilly um but in a tent that would have been which is what we usually do it would have just been horribly cold cold, uncomfortable and wet yes and it and and we had our dog i felt like in the first like i don't know four hours of being at the campsite this camper van was already like just glorious yes um we rented it from eclipse camper vans in cincinnati which is a really great place um and red river gorge would have to be like a hot spot to take those camper vans to so um shout out to them they were really generous and it's great yeah i loved it uh they were awesome and it's cool to have a camper van company out of the midwest now yeah because they're all i mean there's tons of options in the northeast and on the west coast which is where you've done it before yes i've done it in iceland and out of the pacific northwest so we stayed uh at lago linda hideaway which was a super cool i thought camping experience both you can rent cabins there you could tent camp there or you could van camp there like we did but it's kind of like i would uh, Miguel's is the other place that you can, that I think is a great institution in Red River Gorge to camp at, but they're kind of opposite. If you're, if you're more into a little bit of a party scene, a little bit more noise and energy, also looking to save money, uh, Miguel's is a much better option. Yeah. And Lago Linda's really off the beaten path though. If you're really looking to like have some quiet time in Red River Gorge in the woods, it's a great spot it's really inexpensive too i mean obviously if you rent a camper van and do all of that jazz it's not as inexpensive but if you're a tenter you have all your own equipment you can get sites for just a few dollars if you want water and electricity it's just a few more so i mean it's it could be a really economical way to spend some time in the outdoors so the last time we went hiking in Red River Gorge, we did what was probably their most famous hike, which is known as the Natural Bridge, which is this massive, I would call it an arch. It looks like an arch, uh, but it's technically a bridge. And it's all national forest land there. It's the Daniel Boone National Forest. So we did a couple hikes there, but we also, the other nice thing about Lago Linda is there's 15 miles of hiking trail on their property yeah so we got to do i mean i went on a trail run and we did a long hike with code epoxy our dog right there on the property it was a really pretty pond um that was kind of just down a small path there's a little gazebo that you could sit at uh, all nestled into these like wooded area which in the fall is just crazy beautiful we were probably there one of the last weekends i would guess before all of the leaves start falling a lot had fallen but there was still a ton on the trees and it's funny like i always like you know we talk about like in different areas we've been up in like the um, northeast of the united states like 
they call them kind of like leaf peepers, right? Like people that travel to see the leaves change and all of that. And I think the more that you spend time in those areas, the more appreciation you have for it. I don't know, but it was beautiful. It was great. And uh, I thought I thought having the hiking trails right at Lago Linda was super nice, but then we could also go into Daniel Boone National Forest, which this time we did the Wildcat Trail and we did Rock Bridge, which connects with the Swift Creek Valley Trail. That's what I was going to say. The Wildcat connects to the Swift Creek, which, you know, can make it twice as long, if not more. And that's my favorite, that's my favorite hike in Red River Course, the Swift Creek, because it connects with a couple different, it connects with a couple different natural bridges, aka arches. It has beautiful rhododendron located within it uh hiking though in red river gorge is a bit more rugged because it is national forest in fact a lot of people we talk to talk about people having accidents there and well it's um, interesting because i because we also then after our trip spent some time with some friends in cincinnati and kind of everybody was like oh yeah people die there which i think that it's reported there probably because they're so much closer because I hadn't really heard a lot about that but I guess there's technically accidents everywhere on those trails but I think you have to be really careful because there is kind of some sheer drop-offs in places and it's a gorge well one there's a lot of a couple trails that we've also done there Whittleton Arch is a great trail but after Whittleton Arch and Swift Swift Creek a lot of the trails there are unmarked I was gonna say like backcountry trails Mm -hmm. right yep which just leads you gotta I you know know what you're getting yourself into you have to research and navigate and and you know it wouldn't be a hashtag 59 podcast that i'm on if i don't say something that i'm terrified about as part of it of course not and what are we going to talk about here fall hiking fall hiking in general is beautiful but because all of the leaves fall on the trail onto the trail i find it harder to navigate and so my anxiety rises a bit because i can't as clearly see the trail and then somewhere like a national forest it's just marked much more sparingly like you don't see the markings as often so I my anxiety went up (laughs) and we were like not even a mile in and we were still kind of along the highway because then I heard a car drive by so that tempered my fear of being just lost in the woods I thought you were going to talk about when you enter Daniel Boone National Forest there's a bear sign often oh, at, at yeah. the different entry points because there are bears it's in like Red ba- River you Gorge. need to have your food stored and stuff like food storage signs for bears yes but you know they which is but wonderful. i thought that's what you were gonna I refer forgot. to no that too but we had our bear spray and a bear bell and i make us carry all that whenever i see one of those signs but it's this you know huge sign with a big bear on it this big red box it's like beware which is good i mean it's just be bear aware right which but yeah, that I mean, but that's been a, that's always a fear of mine. So fall hiking is really the one that I was going to talk. About. Would you rather? How about this? What What is more fearful for you? Would you rather run into a black bear on the trail, or get lost on the trail during the fall? What a terrible scenario. Neither. 
neither. And of like, course, how do, how of do either, course. How do either one of those things play out? Like, is the bear very close? How long am I lost for? Like, those, like I definitely don't want to see a bear. Like, if I just a little bit turned around. So you're not. Yeah, you're definitely. You're definitely not one of those people that thinks it's exciting to see the bear. No. You know how you no, can, no, no, you no, know no. how there's some people like that like oh, oh for sure we like saw if they a think bear. it's beautiful like exciting yeah that they said no I don't feel that way I would feel that way from a vehicle mm-hmm. I think like seeing it from a vehicle being far away and you know I would say after getting more into hiking and exploring over the years I'm less fearful of the bears like I have really come to the realization that they really want nothing to do with us and that if you follow the right protocol more often than not you will be safe but also if one was really close to me I don't know I that would I don't I feel like I'm starting to hyperventilate just thinking about it no I don't want to see a bear but I also don't want to get lost that's wow. probably one of my biggest fears is I, getting lost maybe there. maybe the season finale how episode prov- how many provisions do I have do I have three liters of water? Like, how much do I have if I'm lost? Friends, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get an answer by the season finale. Neither. I'll just stay in the car. Okay, neither. I'll just stay at the trailhead. Uh, not to really jump off topic of Red River Gorge, uh, but headed up to the North Pole, though, uh, polar bears actually do sometimes want something to do with you. So don't take our bear our bear advice that they don't want anything to do with you if uh, I said if black you're in, bear yeah I did black say black bears. bear to be clear and, and brown bears for the most part frankly you should do any of your own research this podcast is not always factually consistent no no so but yeah. to, but to round round up the hiking there swift the swift creek trail the natural bridge whittleton arch and then some of the trails, if you stay at Lago Linda, are all fabulous in Red River Gorge. One that I have not done that I would highly recommend doing would be the Indian Staircase. That looks like an outstanding trail to go hit on. So that's my trail roundup for Red River Gorge. Great. And then let's talk a little bit about a couple of eats, right? Because I always yeah. like that. Or do you want to talk about, do you want to talk about your, yeah, let's talk about eats and then your, we can talk more about uh, anxiety, this one being rock climbing. What is, oh, because you did it, you mean, or what? Yeah. We can talk about that first. Okay. You want to finish with the eats? Sure. Okay. Uh, so I went, so rock climbing, of course, is what Red River Gorge is really known for. I don't have rock climbing gear, and I typically boulder. So a great option if you're not down there with people is uh, using Southeast Mountain Guides. And they have a European-style route in one of the gorges there called known as Via Ferrata. And you can go up there, and it's a great... It's a great, be- it is what the website says. It's a great beginner climbing experience. It says no climbing necessary. Like, no, no climbing experience necessary. But I always forget when I get up there, it doesn't mean it's easy. Right. You have to be, I mean, it, both times I've done it there, I get up there and I'm like, as I'm 100 feet above the rock, while strapped in and perfectly safe, I'm like, oh, I'm still 100 feet 
up on the side of a wall and I need to now do a pull up to get to my next spot. Yeah, you still have to climb. Yes, I, I think just because no climbing experience is necessary doesn't mean you shouldn't be in great shape. And if you're scared of heights, it's probably not a great place to test out that overcoming that fear. It's a well, I guess if you want to rock climb, it might be. Yeah, but yeah. That I don't think it would be. But I don't think rock climbing would probably be your jam. Probably not. But it's a really incredible place. We went there last time as well. Um, I have zero upper body strength, so I don't do it because I know I would get stuck up there. But I think that it's a really unique, like, I don't want to say obstacle course because that makes it sound kind of cheeky and it's not that. I think how you said, like, there's just, what is there six routes, I think? Yeah. And they kind of progressively get more intense. And it's incredible to watch people do it. And I think that a really great thing to have great business to have in that area they also want to try it you can also with them or a plethora of other great options do half day small group or private guides kind of like what i did when i was in josh when we lived in joshua tree i did like a half day uh private guided uh rock climbing trip tons of options like that and I think honestly, if you're really looking, down, if you really, if you went down there with some gear, and it's a very friendly community, you could probably kind of bum around at some of the lounges and coffee shops, and just meet some people, and be able to go climbing with them. Like the Shakedown Lounge at Lago Linda, there was a huge group there from Quebec, and I think if we would have just walked over and started talking to them, and we had some gear, like people were more than welcome to. You could go out with people and learn about some of the rock formations and options to climb there. Um, yeah, it's a very, just like many things, kind of a niche community, but it seems very communal. Like, I feel like people are very, um, I don't know, they share a lot of knowledge. They're interested in it, so willing to connect and, and befriend each other and help each other out. Because I think that a big piece of rock climbing... I don't rock climb, so I don't know why I'm saying this. But I think it is, you know, you want everybody to be safe and you want them to be educated on what they're doing because that helps everybody that's there. And so I think that sharing resources and knowledge is just like any niche sport or group activity, I think, is the, to the benefit of all people. Yeah, and, and I think I've learned a little bit each time we've been there uh, about other places that you can climb there and... Yeah. It, it is really cool, though. Like, the, the gentleman that was camping next to us at Lago Linda has been coming down there for three months every fall to climb for, like, 20-some-odd years. Yeah, and, you know, since we are technically, like, hardcore climbers, like, that day, the second day that we were there was a really nice fall day, and that campground was cleared out by breakfast, and people weren't coming home till dark. I mean... It was like you were going to take advantage of the daylight and what did they hit the crags? Hit the crags, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, people climb all day. In fact, when I asked Bernie, that was the guy's name at the campsite, I said, what are you doing today? And he just had this ear-to-ear -ear smile and looked back and said, climbing. Yeah, just like... Duh. Like, that's you see the weather? Yeah. yeah, what else would we be doing on a day like this? 
Uh, but people do go down there for extended periods of time to ride. I mean, it really is. But you wouldn't have to. Well, like you could go. Everything. You could go for a, a day trip, a couple couple days, or become a climbing bum and live there in a van. All right, on to the eats. Yeah, let's talk. There's a there's a number of really cute local um, eateries and like general stores and things like that along kind of the main route in and out of Red River Gorge. Um, two places. One is super iconic. Miguel's Pizza is kind of a climbers community commune like place that people come together. The camp for the east. Camp for the, the east. Camp for the east. But they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner that you can order there. They have inexpensive camping. They have you know there's a basketball court and there's what a hundred picnic tables and um, slack lines and people doing yoga and I mean it's a really cool piece of land and it kind of gives you the uh, a peek inside to a different subculture um, of climbing and our cousins who were our flower girls in our wedding uh, actually went down to Red River Gorge two and days after we were going Paige and Hope and when we told them we just been there, and they said they were going with friends. It turned out, where did they go to eat lunch that day? Miguel's. Miguel's. Where else would you go? Yeah, so, I mean, that's something. And not to mention, too, not only is it iconic, but the food is delicious. Pizza's great. It's a great vibe. Um, and then the other day, we went into, it was called Hops, H-O-P-S. Shout out to Hops and their pumpkin, pumpkin soup. soup in the fall. Wow. It was good. And, like, we sat outside. They had little heaters out there. They had um, a small bar and great menu, super friendly people, and um, again, a, a really great place Like that's just right along that corridor that you can just buzz into the gravel parking lot, and um, everybody's super welcoming. Both places were pet-friendly out um, in the picnic areas or on the patio. Of course, leashed pets, well-behaved pets um, can, can go, so... It was, it was great. And then, of course, you know, we had the camper van, so we cooked in the van, too. Like, we yep. made coffee in the morning. We made breakfast tacos one day out of the back of that. So, it was a really incredible Midwest adventure. I think it's, I think it is, a, if you lived in this little, you know, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky corridor, Red River Gorge is about as good of a close by outdoor adventure destination as you could ask for really I mean anywhere in the country I would guess and the fact that it's in our backyard right now is really cool that winter gets a little dicey there because it is like I don't know kind of like swervy roads I don't know I'm sure there's still plenty of people that go in the winter I would think spring and summer would be as beautiful but we've only gone in the fall both times that we went just happened to be fall time frame which I would guess is kind of like the hot time there but fall, I think fall is definitely the prime the top it would be season really pretty in the summer too great it would be great uh Red River Gorge welcome to the Midwest yeah I guess so <laughs> we're gonna include you and if not if you live in the Midwest go there yes right exactly does that qualify I yeah does. we're kind of we're, we're we're really kind of loosely um the Midwest is loose this year. We got a South Dakota episode, a it's Southeastern plains, Kentucky, yeah, and uh, Northern Michigan. Like, but it's that part of the country that we're living in right now. Yeah. That's it. I think we have one or two more episodes for this season. Yeah. So we're winding down, but 
we will have a finale episode where Jill will face all of her fears. I will not. We'll at least talk about it, though. Again. It's kind of like a therapy session. Yes. Uh, Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you are listening for the first time and want to get future episodes, just make sure you subscribe to the episodes. Leave us a review if you like what you're hearing. And uh, best place to really get all of information about what Hashtag 59 is and what we do is our website, Hashtag 59, that's Hashtag spelled out, the number 5, the number 9.com. From there you can find our trash cleanup event schedule, all of our old podcast episodes and blogs and social media channels and or email that you would like to sign up and connect with us further on. Anything else, Jill G? I don't think so. See you next time, friends. Peace out.